0: To the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is David Rowlands. I'm head of content at B2B Marketing and Propolis, the global community for B2B Marketers. I'm joined today by Emily Randall, who is the head of marketing activation at Mott MacDonald. So, Emily, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. It's
1: a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, thank you for coming in. Um, let's start, I think, by just getting a bit of an understanding of your background in B2B, um, as well as your your well, tell us a bit about Mott MacDonald. You know, who are they for the uninitiated?
1: Sure. So I studied marketing at university and then when I graduated I joined Regis, they're the company that offer flexible office space and meeting rooms and that was a great way to start in, in the B2B market and understanding how corporate buyers buy things. Um, and then I moved into the Royal Horticultural Halls in London which is an exhibition venue um, at the time had two major halls that lots of people used for all sorts of things, um, exhibitions, corporate events, fashion shows during London Fashion Week, um, a whole host of types of events and I put into place the virtual tours that we had on the site on the website where there was a 360 degree view of the tour of the halls that was at, at the time the first venue in London that had done that. Um, so really got, got my hands dirty into a lot mm-hmm. of things that I would never have otherwise had an opportunity to do. And then I moved to McDonald, where in my initial role was to look after the exhibitions that we attended. So I brought my knowledge of venues to um, to to use on the exhibitions that McDonald was attending. Um, and through my time in McDonald, I've I've looked after a whole host of different responsibilities, such as um, the corporate responsibility. I've launched social media which we didn't have when I first joined the company it didn't exist um, I've lived through many branding exercises for for various parts of the business and delivered probably more mag- marketing campaigns than I could ever wish to count um, but it's certainly always very interesting um what McDonald is a global engineering and management consultancy working in key sectors such as energy transport water health climate and society um, So the types of projects that the company works on are things like the Elizabeth Line in London, offshore wind farms, um, water supply and wastewater treatment, things like that. So lots of things that everyone listening has used today.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you for that overview. Off-air, we spoke about, um, you know, the fact that in addition to you being a chartered marketer, um, you're also a member of a professional body for project management. And I think it's fair to say that, you know, A degree of project management is critical in any senior marketing role or or any role, even if it's not marketing, to be honest. Um, But it's probably not something that a lot of individuals really take to that serious next level um, or that more professional level, maybe. What encouraged you to invest in project management skills in in the first place?
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, going back to 2018, that's when I started out undertaking project management uh, studies and qualifications. Um, I followed the Prince2 um, syllabus, and then later on did the Prince2 Agile. And I guess what there's two parts to why I, I started studying the project management. Firstly, Mont McDonald has a really strong culture of supporting individuals in their pers- professional development mm-hmm. and staying at the top of their game in terms of um, you know, keeping up to date with the latest developments in, in their industry. And I had a very positive experience in terms of getting extra marketing qualifications and so on up to my chartership for marketing. And I felt that I personally was ready to to undertake something extra. Um, And it came at a time when I'd been reflecting on a particular campaign that I'd been working on um, around that time, where as the face of the campaign delivery team within the marketing uh, department, Individuals within the business, you know, pretty senior stakeholders, weren't seeing the, um, the reliability in, in our ability to deliver a campaign to a schedule. I knew it would happen. I was certain of it. But they couldn't quite see the steps that were going to get us to that final point. Mm-hmm. And so when I was reflecting on that, I, I thought I, it was something I recognised it was something I needed to um, improve on. So once I started studying the project management course and I opened the textbook and I, I followed the first virtual session, I had a huge light bulb moment mm-hmm. of, wow, this is definitely what I need to be doing more of. And this would have helped me so much up until this point. Um, so at that point, it was a whole new world that I knew I could embrace and start applying immediately before I'd even got anywhere near sitting any of the exams.
0: Yeah. Yeah fantastic well do you think that you know if you look at the sort of world of b2b as a whole and you you know you get a sense of other marketing teams and other companies do you kind of get the eye the feeling that marketers are, are doing a good job when it comes to project management or do you think there's maybe a bit of a skills gap here
1: well marketers are delivering projects constantly campaigns are projects they have a start and an end and they have all sorts of stakeholders and they need a brief and there are lots of time stages that you can work work along um you need to agree who's approving things, which products you'll need to be deliver at the end of the campaign and you assess your benefits and that's all features that come through in project management. Um, my experience of the project management world is that there's all a lot of knowledge, methods and approaches that can help you strengthen your ability as a marketer to deliver the campaigns possibly more effectively but also in a way that the people around you feel confident that it's going to get to the end point in the time and within the budget that you require it to. Um, The techniques within project management give you a a really clear framework that you can use to communicate to colleagues outside of your immediate team the progress of your campaign in a language that possibly they are more familiar with from their world and that you don't have to try and explain how marketing works. You can use the project management language to explain what you're doing.
0: Yeah it seems very sensible. I mean is there a particular area of project management that you would suggest that our listeners maybe take a look at if, if they're not already you know very heavily invested in project management?
1: Sure well one of the things I very quickly put into place was the discipline around project review and retrospectives. So as ca- as marketers we, ha- we all have at the end of our campaign a, a stage where we measure the benefits of the campaign, how, how many people have seen it, what What actions have been taken? Did you get your customers to over a particular hurdle? Um, But what doesn't always happen is documenting what the team learned during the process Mm. um, in terms of what was positive, but also in terms of what didn't go so well and really reflect on that and then share it as a learning point at the beginning of the next campaign. So that as a team, your campaigns are always improving on each other. Yeah. Um, there's lots of formats that you can use to do that. Um, I really like the format that's uh, liked, learned, loved and longed for. So you can just as a team really honestly put things into those categories and then um, share it with the next team for the next campaign or when you reform for the next campaign.
0: Yeah, seems very sensible again. I mean, so part of project management or maybe maybe the whole thing, I mean, I'm not an expert myself, is obviously around, you know, setting deadlines, managing expectations, creating an overall plan. The second part is then obviously about bringing the necessary individuals and teams into the fold um, and just sort of clarifying their responsibilities, goals, deliverables, all that kind of thing. Um, So speaking from your own experience, what do you think the golden rules of managing multiple projects are?
1: I think the single most golden rule is that it's all about communication, which should be music to the ears of mm. many of the listeners here um, who communicate for a living. Um, so starting out with clear objectives. What are the objectives of the campaign that everyone is agreed with and united in achieving? Um, but that also that gives them focus and it also gives them the motivation to help each other because they've got that single goal. And. Um, then stemming from that, then you've got what are the clear role outlines within within the t- team that you're bringing together, not only so that you know what we can expect of you, but so that others know what to expect of you too, and that you know what you're what to expect of your colleagues on the team. Um, then it's about agreeing the timescales to actually achieve this goal and the objective that you that you've set as a group, um, and break down the stages to get to each to reach the end point on schedule um if you spend lots of time talking with the individuals to make sure that they know their part in the puzzle and what and a delay in their set in their area what impact that might have on the rest of the team um you can think about what those might be in advance so that they're not so um traumatic when they happen um building on that communication point letting them have a safe place to let you know when something isn't going well Mm. or at least going not going to plan there will be things that don't go to plan it's always going to happen you can't avoid it so just accepting that that something won't go to plan is is absolutely key and and just regularly check in with the individual team members um informally you'd be surprised how many times I phone someone up who says, "Oh no, I don't. I don't need to talk to you." But um, oh, actually, while you're on the phone, <laughs> I'll ask you this. And you yeah. Th- well, actually, you did. We did need to have this conversation, but it didn't appear like that way in the in in the first instance. So it's all about communication, and of course, communicating with your your customer for the campaign. So many t- many in many instances within the B two B environment, um, your customer might be an internal stakeholder for who. Um, For whom you're working and make sure that you're updating them regularly with the latest status, current work in progress and discuss the potential risks should should anything go awry in advance so that they can help smooth the way if necessary and if it really goes wrong. They understand that it wasn't you. <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
0: Good point. Um, so, at Martecopia, um, you're going to be speaking on stage about uh, how to implement marketing tracking software um, and unified ways of working in a global organisation. So, I won't actually give it all away because otherwise, you know, why attend the session? Um, <laughs> but you know, what exactly is marketing trapping, tracking software? Sorry, and what can it help B two B marketers to achieve?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the conference in March. My session will be discussing the, the biggest single project I've delivered, um, which is to implement the work tracking software. Um, it's all around how we record our work, how we collaborate and, and how we get, get deliverables mm. completed um, with all the different stages that need to happen. Um, in Particularly in, in the B2B space, there'll be lots of Um, people like myself who work in an environment where lots of different approvals are required, some might be internal, some might be client approvals so you can have all of that documented which allows you to progress your work really confidently that things are in place and others can see where where you've got to and and how they can help. In the session in, in the conference I'll talk through how we identified the right product for us in terms of the software we chose how we implemented it to work within the structure of our business. I'll also cover how we trained and motivated everyone in the marketing function to adopt the software, which is a continuous um, piece of work there. We've got several teams uh, in the company delivering marketing and communications of varying sizes, different responsibilities, and hopefully attendees will feel that they have some familiarity with some of those different team setups, regardless of the type of organisation they work in. Um, and finally, I'll share what I and we learned from the project, um, plus a little insight into where we are today and what we're looking to do next, which is just constantly evolving and positioning
0: us for, for the future. Fantastic. So we won't um, stay on this topic too long, but are we now in a world, do you think, where using a spreadsheet on Excel is just it's just not going to work? <laughs> or or is it, does it still have a place? I don't know. What do you think?
1: um excel will always have its place Mm. um but in terms of tracking work between teams where different people are contributing different elements of a puzzle it can get really lost in excel and you just can't always see what the latest is because Mm. you've got um the latest communication to your internal stakeholder is in an email not in the spreadsheet so then if you're sick tomorrow, someone wouldn't know that you've necessarily done that already.
0: Great. Well, I'm sure no one listening is using spreadsheets. Um, Certainly not me. I I would never, I would never dare (laughs) do such a thing. I think we, so I've got one final question for you, Emily, Emily, and then I think we'll we'll wrap up. We touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'd just like to do a bit of a, more of a deep dive into it. Um, You know, projects, particularly in marketing can, you know, they can be need to be adjusted quite significantly um, on a regular basis. You know, it's rare that someone sets out a campaign um, on the 1st of January and then every single element remains the same, the deadlines stay the same and everything runs nice and smoothly. There's normally things that come up, new achieve, um, new goals that need to be achieved, so on. But it's very much a, a moving beast in marketing, if you like. So with that in mind, what advice do you have for our listeners when it comes to adapting those project plans and ensuring that, you know, there is still a degree of management and, you know, that there are still deadlines in place, but not, you know, becoming overwhelmed with the, the sheer amount of change.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's um something that we all have to have, have to handle. Right. So it definitely needs to be planned for. Um Professionals in many other industries would also be very likely to complain about projects coming out of left field that compete for their attention and resources. So it's not something that's uniquely a problem for marketers. Um, and actually, if we make an assumption that marketing projects can't be planned and controlled for, then that that doesn't really stand up either. And what brought in exactly what brought me to marry the two disciplines together of the discipline of project management with the creativity of marketing um there are a big pieces of our work that can be predicted and planned in advance. And it is for us as individuals and as marketing teams to ensure that the work we are prioritising genuinely serves the needs of the business. Hmm. Um, obviously, you need to build in flexibility for unplanned events. But if you can make clear internally what your priorities are for the business and evaluate requests against that criteria... It will help you know which things you need to focus on and which things you can let go. Um, if you're a senior leader in your marketing team, then make sure your team has that clarity of focus. And if you aren't a leader in your team, then ask them for one so that you can all have a, a, an agreement about what you what you focus on. Because we do not want to let the small jobs stop us from bel- delivering the big ones that will truly have an impact on the businesses that we serve. Um In terms of being able to manage change that happens, um, keeping stakeholders up to date throughout a campaign is what builds the trust with them that when something doesn't go to plan, they can help you manage that change and and navigate what to do about it. Mm -hmm. And if you have agreed as a group that the new project that's come in that no one anticipated is genuinely more important, then your senior leaders will be in a good place to help you manage the expectation of the
0: customer whose project's being bumped.
1: Yeah,
0: sage advice. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, fantastic. Thank you very much, Emily. Just a very quick note to our audience, say that if you are uh, interested in attending Martecopia, you can follow the link in the description. This conference takes place on the 13th of March in London, and is your chance to learn how to use the rapid advancement of technology and AI in particular, uh, to your marketing advantage. Um, With 300 marketers and 140 B2B brands in attendance this is your opportunity to learn from and meet the best of the best so Emily thank you very much and we'll uh, see you at Martecopia.
1: I'm looking forward to it and listening to all the other speakers too
0: fantastic thank you bye bye